Hey guys, it is Sarmo. I am so excited about today's episode. But before we get to it, if you guys can do two things after you listen to this. Number one, speaktruthwithoutfear.com. Put in your email. And number two, if you feel led to, click that support tab because we need it to keep on doing this. Today we have Kevin King Cat on. I'm so excited. This conversation is a must here. We're going to get into it. This is the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. What is up, everybody? We got... Oh, I'm so excited about this. We got... <laughs> The king, the cat, <laughs> Kevin, my boy. What is it? In the house, man. Dude, thank you for, for making this time, making this happen. No, dude, the, the second time, dude, like the first the first time I was on your show, I was like, I have to come back. Yeah. You having me back, I'm like, this is dope. This is what we're gonna make this great. Yeah, and we're doing a we're doing a double header today because we're doing yeah. we're hitting the we're hitting the podcast today. Yeah. And then uh tonight, which if you're listening right now, this is gonna be for you last night because this is going to be coming out the following day uh so me kevin siaka uh, which is chief americano and ross the boss we're going to all be on tonight we're going to we'll probably talk about what we're going to be talking about today um but kevin real quick man i mean i've been following your post bro and my goodness i mean i was <laughs> we were just laughing i was like what <laughs> does your day look like because I, ca- I i literally go to your instagram every day i'm like all right What's the sauce? <laughs> what 25 branches of breakdown from the root from this humongous tree did Kevin unravel today in the last 24 hours while I was sleeping? Um, dude, I mean, you are in the last two weeks. I mean, I've, I've seen you hit Marxism. I've seen you hit the sex revolution. You're hitting gene therapy right now. I mean, where I mean, what is your and I want to get into this because I think today what we're going to focus a lot about is, you know, Marxism and how the sex revolution and hip hop culture and music and entertainment and race. It's all plays into this big uh, plan and plot that's been going on for generations. Um, but I mean, where like for people that are listening, I mean, one, I want to hear your story. Yeah. Um, and then two, like, I mean, what is, what's your process of learning and studying? Because I think that's the big thing for a lot of people is they don't know who to turn to, yeah. what to turn to. Yeah. Um, dude, enlighten us. So my day, first and foremost, starts with prayer. And so it's like, I have to ask the Lord to guide my day. So there would be some times where I would wake up, you know, either 5 a.m. to pray, sometimes 4, sometimes I won't even sleep because the <laughs> weight of like, of what we're going through right now in culture is so heavy and everybody feels like this isn't just something for me you feel it anyone who has a voice feels it anyone who's risked opening their mouth to speak up about culture right now feels it so um i've always been a big history buff you know and so one of the thing one of the main problems about um our culture right now is that we have completely forgotten history like we don't pay attention to it um it hasn't been taught right in school We have no idea how powerful history is, how powerful understanding um, what revolutions look like, um, how powerful our culture in general is, and just how history has just paved the way for what we're seeing right now. And so for me, like a a regular normal day is like literally just going back over my notes of years. Like I I call myself like a, I'm like a, I'm just a nerd. I'm just a regular history nerd. Right. You're, dude, you're like a modern day historian. If, if, if that's I, the case, I, I guess. I guess you can call it because you know what it is. Because history has been reshaped, renamed, just completely recycled. Right. Um. A lot of people have. A lot of people really have no idea, like how history, like I said before, has just shaped what we're seeing today. Yeah. And um, I think when you understand that what we're seeing today makes sense. Like, it's not something that, like, just came out of nowhere. Like, where the heck, why are they calling women birthing people now? Like, why the heck are we having so much troubles with transgenderism? Like, why are we, why are we having so much issues with, with Black Lives Matter? What, what's this deal with critical race theory? And so a lot of people right now think this came out of left field. It didn't come out of left field. This was, we're talking about subversion. We're talking about, yes. um, you know, Marxism. We're talking about communism. We're talking about uh, Yuri Bezmenov, you know, the KGB defector who talked about, 
the 15 to 20 year plan. Exactly. <laughs> I got his book right in front of me, bro. Exactly. I just finished it. Yeah, and it's and it's a powerful book, but yep. the issue is that people have no idea that we're we're watching a 15 to 20 year plan of reconstructing society slowly. Yeah. Slowly. It was reconstructing, deconstructing and just completely reshaping what they want. They want our culture looks like. And so man, I I think it's just one of the one of those times where it's like for me it was Black Lives Matter that woke me up last year, literally around this time. Um with the whole George Floyd story and you know his death, blah blah blah. And so, so really quick. So yeah. you've been, you've, you know, we were talking a little bit before we came on. You've been conserve you because you know you told me because you've been a Christian most of your life. Yeah. Um. You know that kind of just alludes in if you follow the principles of Jesus, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. beckons conservatism. Yeah. Um. And then so then is this was it really the was it the start of Black Lives Matter George Floyd that kind of really woke you up? Is that when you started to speak out? Um. Let's, yeah, let's go back to that point, right? And so being being a Christian, you will inevitably always be drawn to conservatism because of the values, because of the belief system, um, and because of the cross, the value of the cross, life, love, liberty, and sacrifice. So good. Right? And so you will always be drawn as a Christian to conservatism. Culture has to reshape your mindset in that and try to change it. And that's why we have an issue right now with uh progressive christianity that accepts these ideologies like social justice norms and critical race theory and you know the white people and white supremacy and all this stuff that's not bible or gospel that that is literally the changing and revamping of of historical christianity to make it culturally relevant yes and so um for me it was always first the cross and then culture and so the cross helps me see what culture is looking like and um, one of my favorite verses in this is in Second Thessalonians chapter two, and it says that um, because they refused to love the truth, God gave them over to a deception. Yep. What we're seeing today, right now, is there's no love for the truth at all. Yeah. A matter of fact, let's let's reshape the truth, let's rename the truth, and let's call it all these different types of ideologies, subvert culture with it. Yep. And then completely destroy culture with it. And so, you know, as a, as a Christian, as a very strong believer, um, it's almost inevitable for you to just be drawn to conservatism, especially right now. It's, it's almost like the, the lines are like drawn straight down the middle. It's literally black and white. And so for me, it was the beginning of the whole George Floyd issue, Black Lives Matter. And when you, when you saw, for me personally, when I saw the whole Black Lives Matter, George Floyd thing, I like going to the root. Like, I like going to the foundations of things. And I want to know, okay, what the heck is the foundation of Black Lives Matter? Like, why? This shouldn't be hard to figure out. We should be able to find out, okay, what do they believe in? What are they standing for? What have they done? Who the heck are the founders, right? All you got to do is go to the website. That's literally all you had to do. <laughs> and so that's what I did. <laughs> that's what I did. I went to the I went to the website, and I... I, I the amount of emotional turmoil <laughs> yeah. you go through, especially in the black community, when you see something like that, is very different. Because psychologically, that's how they get you first. Psychologically, you're black. You're supposed to believe this. You're supposed to go by this. These are your values. That's it. No questions asked. You read the statement of Black Lives Matter. I think recently they changed it. They did. You read the statement, uh, I would say, pre-2021. Um, they want to dismantle the nuclear family. Yep. They want to completely eradicate the definition of the nuclear family, which is male and female, mommy and daddy, husband, wife. And they have no care in terms of decreasing fatherlessness in the black community. These are, these are the mean three points, specifically the last one, fatherlessness, that completely destroys and obliterates the black community. But this is the exact same thing that they want to not solve. And so I remember bringing this up. Well, and it's it's purposeful because mm-hmm. as we know, the co-founder, Patrice, she has told us we are trained mm-hmm. Marxists. Right. So like to, to think that it's like, you know, you know, even with the website where, you know, they had 
that on the, on the bio and the about me page and all the things that you're listing right now, it wasn't an accident or like a mistake and they didn't just delete it. Oh wait, we didn't really mean to say that. No, that was there on purpose because they're not just Marxists. They're trained Marxists. They went, yeah. They, yeah, studied they, went to school to study this. <laughs> they went to school to <laughs> and subvert culture on purpose literally school for this and the thing is no one saw that the only thing people saw january this time last year was oh my goodness black people are oppressed the cops are the problem we need to get rid of the cops abolish the police first it was defund the police yep. then it was abolish the police although everyone with common sense knew if they wanted to defund the police they want to really abolish the police and really, really, what the really what the plan is is to replace it with government. Yes, government controlled uh, um, uh, justice system, quote unquote. Yes, which is really no justice system whatsoever. And so, last year this time, I'm like, wait, black squares, white people are the enemy, defund the police, abolish the police, and then we started to see like hints of critical race theory before it really came out into the open. And so I'm like, oh, okay, this is what we're seeing a strategic attack, not just on black people, but a strategic attack on white people. And that's also part of the subversion. That's also part of a revolution. In order to change a culture, you need to make people completely uh, antithetical towards one another, but also despise one another. Because yes. you can't have a revolution if two groups of people are on the same team. Exactly. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't make a revolution wouldn't make any sense all every revolution matter of fact always has two opposing groups two opposing peoples two opposing values two opposing systems and so that's what they needed they needed a ethnic war yeah. and i say ethnic on purpose because we're one race we're a human race and within the human race there are different ethnic backgrounds they need ethnically black people and ethnically white people to completely disavow each other yeah that's what they need and that's the only way a real revolution can happen and so in something that you said, you said that they wanted to replace the justice system with the government. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know you mentioned um, Yuri from the Love Letter, Amer- Love Letter to America. And he talks about there's these four stages of this, what he calls what you're saying, ideological subversion. Mm-hmm. There's the, de- the destabilize, uh, is it destabilize, destabilization, mm-hmm. or no, demoralize, destabilize, crisis. Yeah. And then normalize. Yep. And he talks about that you can't destabilize a nation and basically implement this Marxism unless you replace God mm-hmm. with government. Yep. Because Marxism and communism can never be ushered in to its fully extent and be fully implemented mm-hmm. unless people have lost their trust yep. in God, which mm-hmm. is why every Marxist revolution, every revolution that you know, you're know you talking about we're going to get into mm-hmm. – the number one thing, and Yuri talks about this in the book, he says they, the number one thing, you destroy faith, you destroy religion, you destroy yep. God. If yep. you can destroy that, then God can co- then the government, God, can mm-hmm. come in, usher, new justice system, which is exactly what you're saying. Yeah, no, and that's, that's 100% true. You know, philosopher Mortimer Adler, he said, all your decisions remotely come from your understanding of who God is. In other words, every aspect of your life is derived from whether or not you believe God exists. And so the whole fundamental idea of Marxism and communism is you first need to remove, like you said, you first need to remove God. If you don't remove the objective standard, the objective truth of life, purpose, morality, meaning, and destiny, if you don't remove God, communism and Marxism can't exist. Exactly. And so what they need to do is they, they need to make a generation godless. They need to make a generation, in particular, I wouldn't even really say um, agnostic in nature, but completely anti-Christ in nature, completely anti-God in nature. That way, government can come and be your God. And so in in communism, really, God does exist. It's just the government. They don't want the eternal, one true God to be who he is, which is God. They want themselves to be God. They want you to go to them. They want you to rely on them. They want you to to, to completely uh, subvert your entire being onto government and rely on them. And so yep. I think one well, of – And this is – it's – sorry, not to cut you off. Yeah. What you're saying is so true because we don't realize 
the baby steps we've taken away from this antichrist system mm-hmm. over the I mean, do you remember back when we were in school, we had, you know, pray at the flag day and oh, yeah, man. like prayer was in schools. Yeah. People brought I mean, everyone brought their Bibles to school. God was in the midst of our education system. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one year no more prayer at the flag. It's, you know, number it's too offensive. Number mm-hmm. two, no more praying in schools, no more pledge of allegiance. Yep. And all these little things just start chipping away at our so that now we're two generations in, millennials yep. and was it Gen Z? Yeah. And yep. God has been completely dis, dis, has disappeared from yep. our education system. Yeah. And and that's that was the job. That was that was the plan, that was the agenda. If we get God out of schools, out of education first, if we remove him there, anything goes. Yes. Because now we can indoctrinate the kids. Now we can bring in all types of teachings. Now we can bring in all types of uh, curriculums. And, and now drag queen happy hour is part of the curriculum. Come on, man. You oh. know, transgenderism is part of the curriculum. This was part of the agenda all along. And one of the one of the main key ingredients is to remove the Christian voice um, altogether demonize the christian voice altogether other faiths eh, you know it's not that bad right we got to get we got to get jesus out of school we got to get any christian out of school we need to get this bible specifically this bible out of schools out of the hands of kids Uh, because if we don't and as as everyone knows the the revolution the american revolution it was it was started because of faith it was faith that pushed it and so they can't have that. You can't have communism and Marxism riding on the same uh, coattail as Christianity. It's impossible. We need to get rid of this Christian God first. We need to get rid of Jesus first. Then we can do anything else we want. Any other voice is susceptible. Any any other voice is acceptable. But we cannot have this Christian this Christian voice. Yep. And that's one of the reasons why, like I said, what we're seeing today in terms of birthing people, you know, in terms of the sexual revolution is, and it's going to get... I don't want to say it's going to get worse, but it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And it's it's going to get worse because many of us have been asleep at the wheel. And now we're finally awake and we're like, oh, oh where, where am I on the road? It, we passed the exit a long time ago. Yep. Should have got off the exit a long time ago. Now we got to go a whole different route to reroute ourselves to get back on track. And, and I, I always say that, man. I've been saying this a lot on all the lives this, this last week. It's like we are responsible. The, the reason why where we are today and where the narrative is and where our culture is, the reason why is because the church has remained silent. Yep. Conservatives have remained silent. This isn't like – and we have given into the fear of cancel culture – offending somebody looking you know and the reason why is what you're saying is you know we we've lost the truth and we've stayed and it just what what is insane to me is like you're telling me and for me you know i've just started really studying history over the last three months and you know you look at all the different revolutions that you know ushered in communism marxism you look at china and mm-hmm. 20 to 73 million people dead. Mm-hmm. The Soviet Union, you had 58 mil- million people dead. Cuba yeah. and Korea and the, and the Soviet mm-hmm. Union. It, I mean, I, I looked up the number before we hopped on here. It was an estimate of 150 million people have died from the hands of communism. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people, because our education system has been dumbed down, that People are normal. People are being turned into on purpose through propaganda and media, turned into idiots. Yeah. To and yeah. not become studies of his uh, students of history mm-hmm. that now literally believe that because we're in twenty in the twentieth century in twenty twenty one, that that can't be repeated. But we can still go back to the same beliefs and value systems. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, honestly, it's actually impossible for us to to just go back in a sense because what are we going back to? Right. You know, what, what, what exactly, what value system are we going back to after, after 2020, 2020 was like, I, in my opinion, I think it was like the finalization of deconstruction because mm-hmm. now we have subverted an entire generation. Now an entire generation thinks that white people are inherently racist. An entire generation now believes that black people are inherently oppressed. An entire generation now believes that there are over 72 different genders. And, and with with that with that being said, I watched a, I posted a video today. I don't know if you saw it after we hang up, and literally there was a girl talking about what she learned in school, and she's talking about 
uh, fluid people. And it's a new pronoun or new identity where fluid is basically means the fluid gender where you can be any type of gender at any time of the day, even up to the hour based on how they feel at the moment. (laughs) Like this is, and this is where we're at. And the education system is telling people that is okay. Yeah, no, that is, that is wild. And that's, that's why, that's why we're seeing what we're seeing. And and like I said, what are, what exactly are we going back to? Because right. because now you have an entire generation who literally believes this, and, and it's going to take it's going to take another it's going to take a miracle from God. It's going to take revival, but it's going to take a revival, bro. It's going to take a while to try to renew the mind of children now who really honestly believe that what they've been taught in school, and that is that like I said, white people are inherently racist, black people are oppressed. There are over 70 different, 72 different genders. Gender is fluid. There's no such thing as male or female. Gender is fluid. You know, it's going to take literally a revival to try to rechange and reshape what these kids now believe. Because if it took a year, literally a year plus for them to believe this, a shutdown, a complete lockdown of all of, of all society for nine months, nine plus months, even now more a year plus for certain states, uh, they're home, they're secluded, they're isolated. They have the mindset that, okay, well, you know, I need to be six feet away. I need to be wearing my mask at all times, no matter where I am, no matter who I'm with. I need to keep this on. These kids now have been psychologically destroyed. Yep. And so now it's going to, and that's why I say it's going to take a return to God in order for us to see real, true, standing, outlasting change. Because as far as I see it, the ideology has done its job. The ideology, the ideology yeah. of, of critical race theory, Marxism, these revolutions have done its job, and that is completely subvert, completely change, and also completely destroy the mindset of the youth. Because that's what that's one of the things that communism first does, and that is we need to get the youth. Yeah, I would never forget reading um, in Adolf Adolf uh, Hitler's Mein Kampf. He said, "I want to create a generation devoid of a conscience, wow. imperialist, relentless, and cruel." Well, say that again. Say that again. Say that again. I want, I want to destroy. Uh, I want to create a generation. Okay, I forgot what I was going to say. That is, that is uh, void of a, of a yeah, conscience. Yeah, I want to create a generation devoid of a conscience. Imperialist, relentless, and cruel. That's Adolf Hitler. So every revolutionist knows in order to get a culture, we need to get the children first. Yep. And that's why we're seeing this whole transgenderism lgbtq issue we're seeing this specifically because they know what they're doing they're strategic the agenda is we need to get the kids first because if we get the kids we get the parents and if we get the parents we get the family and if we get the family we get the community if we get the community we get the society and then all hell breaks loose yep it always starts with the kids well and and that's and that's what we're seeing right now man we're we're seeing you know i've i've been one of the main reasons why i mean I love your work. I love everything you've been posting, but you've been really breaking down, you know, you've been re- breaking down critical race theory. You've been breaking down the sex revolutions and how it's in, and then you break breaking down the music industry and culture. So, wow. I mean, like the, when, when I'm honestly, when I'm looking at your, your posts and your stories and the, the threads, cause, and again, if you guys don't follow Kevin on Instagram, you guys need to, um, the one way you know that Kevin is a truth bearer is Instagram keeps deleting his posts. And, <laughs> and, and, so like this is like when when you have when you have big tech that is targeting want to yeah. talk about racism, targeting a black man. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if you want to play the race card, this is the yeah. time. Um, yeah. You know, they're targeting Kevin's posts, And the reason why is because he is on target so i mean let's let's get into some of this because you know the way i see this is you know all the things that you're breaking down like at first i thought it was like oh my gosh we're under this really big tree of and there's just all these things this big tree of this big plan of marxism and critical race theory and culture and music and everything and like i don't know where to like i feel like we're like starting to chop off some limbs but the tree is so big and then i'm watching your posts and now i'm like oh my god we're in a jungle it's not one tree (laughs) (laughs) we are in a jungle bro i'm in a forest right now and there's thousands of trees that are all linked to this one root and i don't know where the root is and so i mean break i mean i don't know what you would want to hit first i mean i know the sex revolution 
of what you were breaking down and how it's infiltrated culture today and is has been a a big thing yeah let's 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 go from first we have to start with god because the root like like we were saying before the root of communism marxism is we need to first get rid of god so if you get a if you get rid of an absolute you can bring in a subjective standard and that's exactly what communism and marxism is It's a subjective standard it's man telling you you don't need god will be god right government will be god the state will be god and so from then, we see a whole breakdown of people who rise up who have a completely different ideology towards communism, Marxism, and a totalitarianism, authoritarianism, which is technically almost the same thing. And so there have been several revolutions um, that we've had over the past several hundred years. And one of the first ones was the, you know, the Revolutionary War in 1775 to 83, where our country formed what we would call like a new order of the ages away from Britain and England due to tax result revolts. And then we go down to the French revolution of like 1789 to 1799, which was like the political crisis about taxes again from previous wars. Hmm. And you have the Russian revolution of 1917, where the class warfare with the czars of monarchy of Russia, et cetera, et cetera. And then there was a Chinese revolution of the fifties where the communist party in Mao Zedong uh, took power and they haven't loosened their grip since China is well a lot of people forget China is a superpower Yeah, one of the only nations in the world that has veto power like us. Our nation is one of one of the superpowers of the world um, China wants and, and they're having a living genocide today with right, the Uyghurs right. like exactly. right before our eyes Exactly and the, and the issue is that that's also something that they don't you, you don't hear that talked about on the news It's not on mainstream media. It's, it's almost never on any outlets. You try to share anything bad about China you know, some news outlet protects them, you know, and so China has not loosened its grip over culture at all. I mean, sorry, not to <laughs> cut you off, but like, I, like, okay, if you're listening right now, I want you to think like how many times you have heard from people where it's like, man, if I was living in the days of Hitler, I would never, I would, I would be sounding the alarm. I would never let this happen on our watch. There's no way that could happen yeah. ever again. Yeah. And we're living in a day where we are literally having that happen right now, now mm -hmm. on this planet, on our watch. Mm -hmm. And the media, silent. Mm -hmm. Politicians, or majority of them, silent. Mm -hmm. po the enter and the, the enter which we're going to get into, the entertainment industry. Uh, LeBron yeah. James wants to go over and, yeah. and partner with China in the summers yeah. and play basketball. And then he wants to come mm -hmm. back to the United States and hit on us for race and we're this horrible nation mm -hmm. when he'll go over to China that is literally having a genocide and killing hundreds of thousands of Uyghurs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I just had yeah. to get that off. And, 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 and to, to piggyback on, on, on uh, Mrs. Mrs. James, um, <laughs> He forgets that America made him what he is. Exactly. It's like when you it's like when you get to a pinnacle of success, it's almost like you get amnesia. It's almost as almost as if, oh, what's America? What's that? Yeah. I get to travel the world. America helps you make money. America gave you your millions. America gave you your influence. But you forget America. All right, all right, Miss James. I got no respect for LeBron. No, I don't, no, <laughs> I don't either. I don't either, man. I mean, I never liked him personally because I was I'm an Orlando Magic fan. So just even coming out, of the, he always kicked our butt in the NBA playoffs. So from that point, I didn't like him. And then I loved him when he was losing to the Warriors. But then when all this, you know, I, uh, dude, I just the fact that some of the biggest people for this Marxist movement and this race baiting division are some of the most successful. Yeah. richest elitist people in our country yeah. and their lives are a literal contradiction of everything mm -hmm. that they say and that they preach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I call them, I call them modern day court jesters. Yeah. Back, back in medieval time, we had the jesters who would, you know, they would be the comedians that would try to make sure that the King's court was entertained. That's, we have we have exactly that today. It's called yeah, the entertainment right. system. It's called the entertainment. It's called the entertainment industry. It's called the music industry, and they're part of the revolution too. You can't have a kingdom without jesters. Yeah. Can't have a kingdom without jokers. They are modern day jokers. That's that's what they are. Mm. And and the funny thing is, like like we were saying about revolutions, is that China has not loosened their grip. They understand this. They understand. If you want a culture, you need to entertain your people. Otherwise, they're not going to just go along with this type of ideology that wants to destroy them 
Right. We want to destroy them, but we can't let them know we want to destroy them. We need to entertain them to death. And so we need to have these court gestures like LeBron, like Chrissy Teigen, like Oprah, like, like I don't know who, name, name Prince, anyone. Prince Harry and what's Meghan. Yeah, we need this drama, this entertainment yeah. drama to confuse people and also keep people really deaf, dumb, blind. Distracted. Distracted. Right. Just straight distracted. And then... And then after China, you had the Cuban Revolution, right, of uh, 1959, which yeah. was led by Fidel Castro. And Cuba joined in the line with the Soviet Revolution. And then there was another revolution a lot of people don't talk about, which is the Iranian Revolution. And that was um, the whole issue with what people hardly hear about in 79, where Islamic clerics took power over the Shia branch of Islam. And Islam is another issue as well in terms of how powerful it is with culture, because that's another, you know, topic that you can't mention because you'll be called an islamophobe yeah they, they start they start calling you all these types of labels to categorize you to silence you and a lot of people in a lot of people i think at this point in time enjoy being silenced because there's, there's no other way i can i can explain it mm -hmm. i really do think people enjoy being silenced don't talk about this okay you can't talk about this oh okay yeah. but there is a few, there's a remnant of us who are like, no, don't tell, don't tell me what I can and cannot talk about. Because yep. this, is, this is important. So I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to be loud. But then after that, after the Iranian uh, revolution, there was the fall of the Berlin Wall in 89. And that was what was recorded in our history books as the last revolution. But there's a revolution right now that's still being taken care of. And it's still, it's not recorded, but we're seeing it happen and played out right before our eyes. And that's a sexual revolution. Yep. And so everyone's confused. They're like, oh, well, what's the deal with this transgenderism? What's the deal with these these uh, birthing people? What's the deal with uh, chest feeding now? You know, because men can chest feed. Chest men can feed, have bro. periods. Men could have menstruation cycles. Men can get pregnant. You know, this is this is what we're seeing right now in the sexual revolution. And the entertainment industry, the music industry is helping that. They're endorsing it. They're pushing it. And they don't. And majority of them, they don't even believe in this crap. No, no, no. But it's the money. If, the if they follow the money. And if if you want to know where influence is going, where we're going to be in the next 10, 15 years, you just got to follow the money. Where is all the money being funneled and put into? And it is these agendas. The sexual revolution right now is going to be the revolution that will try to completely subvert everything that we worked hard for for the yeah. past 100 plus years in this country. And I think one of, one of the reasons why it's so strong and so powerful is because one of the first tactics of the sexual revolution was to completely demoralize culture. If you can demoralize culture, which is one of the tactics that um, Yuri Bezmenov mentions in his book, one of the tactics of um, demoralization, which is, I think, stage uh, two or three, is sexuality. Yep. You need to sexualize everything. Yes. Not just some things, everything. You need to sexualize children. You need to sexualize the family. You need to sexualize males. You need to sexualize females. P specifically males. Because you can, if you can sexualize males to the point where they become effeminate, mm. to the point where they start denying the natural incl the inclinations of what it means to be a male, you, you have culture. You don't have to fight for culture anymore. You have it. And so these communists and these Marxists, they know this. That's why Black Lives Matter was such a strong voice in 2020. They knew this. They knew this. They knew the, the greatest way to destroy not just the black community, but one of the greatest ways to destroy every community is to sexualize the males, effeminize yep. males. And one of, the, one of the ways the sexual revolution did that in the 60s was to completely subvert women. Right. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people forget, but Hugh Hefner helped the sexual revolution come along he pushed it with playboy and so if you can if you can demoralize women as well as hypersexualize men you can control control culture and so playboy and entertainment industry and hip-hop and music i mean one of the reasons hip-hop is so powerful is because these these agendas they they know not just cult not just marxism not just communism they know one of the best ways to control a generation is by the music. Music affects your frontal lobe, your frontal cortex, your alpha and beta waves, your delta waves. 
if you can control how a generation feels, you can control how a generation thinks. Mm. And if you can control how a generation thinks, you got them. Yep. You got them. Because well, I'm not- and music is such a spiritual thing, man. Like Absolutely. music's the one thing science can't figure out. Yeah. Because there is this emotional, like, I mean, you guys know if you're li- you listening to any song, you get those goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And just like there's this, mm-hmm. there is this mystery in music that moves the heart. I mean, try watching a movie without soundtracks. You can't. You can't. You can't. You don't feel anything. There's no sense of reminiscing. There's no sense of emotional attachment to a movie if there is no soundtrack. I mean, sometimes you don't even have to watch a movie. I still, watch, I still listen to the soundtrack of The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. That soundtrack is lit. Yeah, I can listen is. to that going to sleep. I can listen to it waking <laughs> up. It's, it's still my favorite soundtrack. And half the time, I don't even remember what the movie's about. But the soundtrack was just on point. And if you can have a, if you can have a movie or a show with a good soundtrack, you have a good show. Yeah. Even if you don't like the characters, most of the time you end up falling in love with the characters. Even if you don't like the plot or the setting or does the story, you end up liking it because the music draws you. The yes. music forces you to be like, you know what? Mm, I might have to change my mind. Maybe it's not so bad. It's like that with everything. And hip hop is one of the cu- most cult- the cultures, one of the most powerful tools in culture. And it's because hip hop's everywhere. Hip hop, hip hop has been one of the driving forces in changing the black community. And so a lot of people, when they talk about um, why the black community is the way that it is, I mean, father absence is a real thing. Um, reading and, and math skills, real thing. Um, black on black violence, real thing. But people forget that within every culture, there's a parent culture and then there's a subculture. subculture. And so with the black community, and, and, and that's one of the things I say, the black community has its issues. But if you look at the history from like the 50s or 60s, Father, fatherlessness wasn't an issue per se in the fifties or sixties. Um, reading there and was a, there was a higher father rate in the home in the black community than the white community back in that time. Exactly, and that's one of the things that people were like they scratched their heads. We're like, well, well, then what the heck happened? The subculture happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember growing up with shows like The Cosby Show, Family Matters, Sister Sister. Yeah. I grew up on those shows. And so I'm like, wait, I mean, I grew up on those shows. I watched them every day coming home from school. I don't remember, but what happened? It was a subculture. And so, like I said, every culture has a parent culture. And that is what we see push, that is the values, that is the the belief system. And the black community was heavily strong in terms of their faith in Christianity, their faith in the Christian God, their faith in Jesus. So then what the heck happened? Oh, that's simple. The subculture happened. And the subculture is hip-hop. The minute hip-hop came onto the scene, we see a push of not just violence. We see a push of drug issues, drug-related violence. We see a push of um, fatherlessness. Actually, we see a glorification yes. of drug drug violence. We see a glorification of fatherlessness. I mean, you you, you can just well, name The government it. rewarded they rewarded it and encouraged it through welfare. Exactly. A hundred percent. And if you look at if you look at the top three names in hip hop, I mean, I'm Jay Z, Biggie, Tupac. They all came from fatherless homes. They Jay Z was raised in Brooklyn. I know which part of Brooklyn Jay Z was raised in because I could I passed that all every other day when I came home from school or went to go see family members. I can tell you where Jay Z used to be, what apartment complex Jay Z used to be in. Biggie, Tupac, same thing. Snoop, same thing. And so. It's just one of those things where, like, you start to wonder, like, what the heck happened? The subculture happened. The subculture in the black community, and that's hip-hop. And it's it's even more powerful today because Jay-Z, uh, Biggie, Tupac, you might as well call them little gods in, yeah. in, in, in the minds of young they black people. They call themselves it in their music. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And in the minds of the youth, that's exactly what they are. And so we see a whole – the subvert. when I mean the subversion is so deep, when it comes to culture, people think it's just, oh man, well you know, these kids, yeah, they they're just they're just so far gone. No, no, no. This was a strategic attack. Yeah. This was a strategic takeover. It was a strategic demoralizing, a strategic deconstructing of culture altogether. Well, I would yeah. I would love I would love to get into that because, you know, and for everyone that is listening, 
This is why you need to go follow Kevin on Instagram. <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm being I, like, I know I've said it once, but I want to reiterate it because, you know, Kevin last week or maybe it was two weeks ago did an entire and it must have take, took this dude four hours to make this entire thread because he literally broke down the roots of how hip hop culture was was created and how it's influenced and it really is being influenced by the religion of Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. literally not and I'm not being saying that like in a sarcastic way. Satanism mm-hmm. and the doctrine of Satanism. And I would love for you to, if you can I know that's a whole another conversation. Oh, man, I'm going to have to come back on and talk about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will have we're going to have to bring but I mean, like, it, if you can give like three or four mm-hmm. like main clip yeah. notes of how hip hop culture at its root is being being influenced by these. Yeah. I mean, really, it's a spiritual warfare mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. but yeah. in these in these religions. Yeah. So let's 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 lay the groundwork. So the groundwork is like you just said, it is religion, regardless whether or not you want to acknowledge it, regardless whether or not if you're listening and you're like, nah, I, like I don't believe in this whole religious stuff. Tough, tough, tough. Yeah tough you you cannot it's inevitable at this point in time religion is one of the most important aspects of humanity that there is no humanity without a spiritual root to us we have a spiritual root to us we cannot live we cannot have purpose meaning or value without some type of understanding that we come from god but these these marxists these communists satanists specifically understand this Music, mu- those who are musically inclined, they understand this. And if you want to, if you want to distract and subvert and completely destroy culture, you need to first understand the root of humanity, and that is God. Mm-hmm. And so, within every music, I don't even want to just say just the hip hop industry. Within country, within rock, within pop, and then within hip hop, there is an ideology called Crowleyism, and Aleister Crowley was the forerunner for satanism and when you under and crowd and, and it's funny because when i made when i made my post when i made that thread um i had so many people message me i had this one girl message me she said kevin when i saw your thread i nearly flipped out because i was taught crowleyanism in school no way and i said what she was like in college we have a course on crowley Alistair Crowley. I was like, you have a course on Satanism in college? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, but the way that they painted Crowley, they painted Alistair Crowley as a good guy. That he was just a guy who came, he wanted to change culture. He's a Satanist, but he doesn't believe in Satan. I'm like, what? I'm like, how, how do you, how do you do that? Like, how, how do you say he's a Satanist, but he doesn't believe in Satan? There is no Satanism without Satan. So I, 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 I'm kind <laughs> Just sitting down, just re- reiterating what I just said makes it sound crazy. But this is what is taught in school, in curriculums now, in colleges. I mean, and I mean, you go on Netflix. One of the top shows on the the main slides is the show is called Lucifer. Exactly. So it's like the doctrine. <laughs> they're not even hiding it, bro. No, they don't care to hide it anymore because they realize they're too far. They were too far along in the game. Yeah. You can't change it, and so they're like, oh, let's just let's just tell everybody what we do. Crowleyanism is the root of what we see today in culture, is the root of what we see today in music. Many of our actors, many of our actresses, many of our musicians are Satanists, but they're not going to come out and tell you they're Satanists. You have to go deeper than that. You have to find out, well, what is the root of their doctrine? What is the doctrine behind most of these artists? The doctrine is Crowleyism. They follow the doctrine of Aleister Crowley. Crowley was, by definition, one of, he called himself one of the most evil men in history. And that was what he wanted to do. He wanted to be known as that. Crowley, Crowley in his book called uh, Sex Magic talked about how you can create and completely subvert the human consciousness through what he called magic with a K at the end. And that is to be as debauched, as demoralized, as destructive as you possibly can to subvert the holiness of God. Mm. In other words, if you want influence... You need to be the exact opposite of what God pushes in his holy nature, and that is to be vile. That is to be cruel. And Crowley believed in a lot of dark things. And many of our musicians that I laid out in our hip in hip-hop, hip-hop generation today, and a lot of people wonder, well, why are my kids the way that they are? Why is this generation the way that it is? Well, look, look at their music. 
That's all you got to do. If you're listening to this and you have kids or you, you're, you, you, you're wondering, man, like, I wonder what's next. I wonder why we're the way that we are. Just look at today's top artists. Look at what they're rapping about. Look at what yeah. they're singing about. I mean, I'm talking Billie Eilish. I'm talking Ariana Grande, Lana Del Rey, uh, Kesha. A lot of people don't know that these women, these men, I mean, Trippy Red, uh, ASAP Rocky, um, was it was it ASAP Rocky one in one of the videos that were he's standing he was, yeah yeah he was literally admitting yeah, yeah. I, uh-huh. I I don't know exactly what it was in the video but he was basically admitting yeah I basically sold myself to Satan mm-hmm. yeah yeah Lil Uzi all these guys all of these guys they're they're not ashamed to tell you that but like I said if if you're listening you're like well why 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 don't my kids listen to me why don't my kids care about the things of God why don't they want God this generation has been indoctrinated into Crowleyism. And they've been indoctrinated into Crowleyism by the entertainment, by the movies, the shows that they listen to, the, the shows that they watch, and the music that they listen to. And so you're wondering like, oh, well, I don't know, why is my daughter acting like this? Why is my son acting like this? Ask them who their favorite artists are, and you'll find out. Yep. You'll find out. Many of them, I mean, I, and I just scratched the surface about Crowleyism and, and Satanism and culture and in the industry. But it's a real thing. I'm not even... I, I don't even have to make this up or be facetious. It's a real thing. And they're coming out to open. They're telling you that, yeah, we like the occult. Kesha, Kesha Straight came out and said, yeah, you know, I, I adore the occult. Yeah. That's, that's, this is their thing. This is the culture. The culture in the industry is occultic in nature. And so you wonder, like, why the heck is Hollywood the way that it is? Why is the music industry the way that it is? Why is Marilyn Manson the way that he is? Because of the occult. They have a religion. They have doctrine behind them. And when you see it plain, plain and straight with your own eyes, when you see it, you're like, oh, this is, this is scary, but this is part of the agenda. This is part of the revolution. So we had all different types of revolutions from the American, French, Russian, Chinese, Iranian, Cuban, to the fall of Berlin Wall, to the sexual revolution. But there's a musical revolution and all of this plays in culture. They understand. See, Lucifer understands that the way God created human beings he created us to glorify God. He does not want that. He has to completely change our makeup. He has to completely change our genetic makeup. There's, there's a scientific revolution to that. And you got to change what we listen to. You got to change what we believe. You got to change our values. Well, there, All these what, what this is trying to do is literally redefine everything the way God has it intended. Yeah. I mean, from everything, from our, I mean, it really comes down to, our identity in Christ. I mean, I, I, the, uh, I know I'm confident because I know I'm first a son of the living God. And in that place, when you have your identity as a son, mm-hmm. like there's nothing that can, when you have that foundation, there's nothing that can waver, waver because I know the love that the father that has for me. Yep. But when you take away that and you lose that identity, you're just, you go with the wind. Mm-hmm. And when you're influenced by culture and what you're saying, bro, is so important. And, and we've seen it take over Every part of our life. If you guys want to just like get a quick, easy way to listen to the top 20 songs in the 90s of pop music and then listen to the top 20 songs today. Mm-hmm. And you were just going to hear the drat it like, yeah. and we didn't realize it was just step by step, day by day. They took away the flag at the pole. They took away prayer out of schools. They took the Bible out of schools. Mm-hmm. They now, they, we've gone from love songs and pop music to talking about our wet ass. You know what? Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, that this is where we've gone to yep. and it's, it's just happened under our watch. But again, th- and this is what dude, I think is Paul. It says that he's like, we don't battle flesh and blood. This is a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. And until, and this is why I love what you said, like the first, and it's so simplistic, bro. Mm-hmm. You start your day with prayer. Like yeah. when, even if it was just five minutes, you have to make sure that your spirit man is alive and aware of what is going on and the, what yeah. is culture. Cause the culture is after our children and they're after our own minds, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, one of, one of the reasons that the Bible is so attacked today is because it's the only thing that can ground us in mm-hmm. the fight that we're in spiritually. Come on, bro. Especially when it comes to the children. You know, Psalms 127, the Lord says that, you know, behold, children are your reward. Mm-hmm. The devil knows that. He knows children are a reward. He knows he knows that's the, the foundation of culture. Yeah. He knows that to change a generation, you need to completely subvert children. He knows that. 
He knows that. And he's unashamed to attack children. That's why the abortion rates are still sky high. Yep. Well, that's why that's why they're trying to completely change how children look at sex. Yeah. Look at well, and, and I think it was Jesus who said, train a, wa- a child in the way he should go. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was that Psalms. Mm-hmm. And he will never depart from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that word, train a child, yep. and he will never. Yeah. That is why, which is what you talked about, Hitler. He went, They went mm-hmm. after the youth. They go after the children. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because if you can get them as a child, mm-hmm. just like it says in Psalms or Proverbs, I can't remember, Probably. he will never depart from it, yep. people. This yep. is why it is so important. Like the it's the the new punk rock twenty years from now is going to be your children are homeschooled. You're yep. not listening to pop music. You're yeah. not listening to the garbage. Mm-hmm. You're not listening to celebrities. Yeah. That is what twenty years from now when you're going to know who listened to this filth and who didn't. Yeah. And yep. I used I used to hate my parents when I was younger because <laughs> I had a sneak I had a sneak in Eminem. I had a sneak in Ludacris. I had a sneak in Jay's. I mean I had to sneak these. On my Walkman, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, my mm-hmm. CD-ROM, and I had my whole – and I would literally hide these CDs. But mm-hmm. I see now the wisdom of what my parents were doing is they were protecting me from the filth, which is probably why I have the conservative values that mm-hmm. we have today. Mm-hmm. It's because yeah. our parents have yeah. prayed over us and protected us from that garbage to make sure and let us know, hey, this is not who you are. Nope. This is not how you find your value. This is not how you find your identity. This is how. Yeah. This is garbage. And I knew, even though I wanted to play with it and touch it a little bit, I knew that it wasn't good for me. Yeah. And I, you, and whenever you come to a place of return, you always come back to that place of faith. Yep. And Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, bro, preach. That's exactly that's exactly what we need. And and that's why I say the last revolution, very last revolution, will be the revolution of the kingdom of God, and that is yes. turn right back. Come on, bro. And as far as I'm concerned, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned, God has the last word. Jesus said he's the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. And so right now, as we're in the middle of these revolutions, we this isn't the time for us to give up the fight. It's not the time for us to throw in the bag. It's not the time for us to throw in a towel, put up the proverbial white flag and wave it. This is a time for us to hunker down yes. and realize, okay, we have a fight in, on our hands, but God has said we are more than overcomers. He's said that we are the head and not the tail. Yes. He said that we are also born again and of his spirit, and we have the power to stand against the wiles of the devil. We just got to put on our armors, stand firm, and fight the good fight of faith. And as, as, as long as there are people like you who are standing, who are being voicing their not just their opinions, but standing on the truth of God, the truth yeah. of God's word, we're, it's only a matter of time before we win. Will it be a fight? Yeah, it'll be a fight. But we are called more than overcomers. Yes. It, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be worth it if there was no fight. Yes. No, you know, the, the greatest You're you're totally right. The the greatest glory of the church always comes out of persecution. Oh, it yeah. always comes out of trialless times. And so like when like right now we're seeing, oh my gosh, look at what's happening all around. Where really in the spiritual realm, what's happening is hell is freaking out because they know the glory that the church is about to walk in, and that and the church is about to walk into a revival. And so I don't I look at everything that's going on in the world, and I mean I've you know I have studied it's it's so interesting I've studied end, end times eschatology most of my life, and then I kind of threw that thing in the in the backpack and sealed it away with ten locks over the last eight years, but I'm so thankful for that time of studying it because now I'm like, Oh no, I got to open this thing back up Mm -hmm. because if you know the plan of God, you know what scripture says, Mm -hmm. literally what Daniel was talking about thousands of years ago Mm -hmm. is literally happening. That men, the knowledge of man will grow in an infinite amount in a very little time. And Mm -hmm. it is in this time Mm -hmm. where you know that the time is soon. Yeah. Yeah. And And, and, go ahead. Yep. And, And that's one of the reasons why the Bible is so attacked. Because yes. if you keep people ignorant about eschatology, like you just said, end times, if you keep people ignorant about what the heck is going on, they get scared. The spirit of fear gets settled on you, gets settled in your heart, and you don't move. You get paralyzed by what you see. Yes. But when you have the fact and understanding that, hey, uh, we, we'll see some dark times, but just like Isaiah 6, he says, you know, great darkness shall cover the land, great darkness over God's people, but arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. You start standing up straight. You're like, oh, no, we got this because God's got this. And God, he empowered us with himself. And so now we can can push back in culture. Now we can stand against any revolution that comes our way. 
and we can give our voice and voice to the power. And that is exactly what God has called us to do in this hour. And that's why I do like, I'm so grateful for what you're doing because we need people like you to just be like, yeah, I see what's going on. I hear what's going on, but God says this, Come on. you know, but we are this, we are more than overcomers. Greater is he who is with us than he who is in the world. You Come know, on. God is for us who can be against us that we need that. And so that's why I don't, as much as I share, as much as you share, I don't get I'm not I don't get worried about anything that I see going on because I know how it ends. I read the, the end of the book, we win. Amen. God wins. Come and on. so that's, that's that's how I'm gonna end it. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah, and it, it's a perfect segue to to transition out of this. But mm-hmm. I, I, if you're listening, like and and I don't know actually what your end times eschatology is, but I I I believe that the church has and even this whole I don't want to get into too much end times eschatology because you have the whole pre-trib and post-trib, whatever. But I do believe that pre this pre-tribulation theology has really trained people to live in fear mm-hmm. and not actually do what all the disciples and Jesus preached us to do. Mm-hmm. Jesus said in Matthew 24, you will be persecuted and killed for my name's sake. Follow me as I like yeah. do as I do. Follow me. All the every single disciple yeah. was martyred. Mm-hmm. And then like this end times, you know, this mm-hmm. western that popped up to this left behind series come pops up over the last 100 years and it's basically training Christians, which I think it was a complete um, I don't know what the word I want to say. I'm going to hold back, but I, it has trained Christians to fear persecution, stay uh-huh. quiet about it, and that we're going to get raptured away yeah. when yeah. when the church is needed literally the most. Yeah. And yeah. I and I just I refuse to. And honestly, if that happens, great. Yeah. But I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have the mindset that mm-hmm. hey, we we are going to be needed in the greatest yeah. time of history. And we are going to be the truth bearers. We are the sons. We are the sons and daughters of light, the sons and daughters of God. And if we're gone during this time of persecution and in hell on earth, who is, who is the Lord going to use? We are his hands and his feet. So like, I encourage everyone that's listening, like don't have a mindset, even when it comes to end times and all this stuff that like, we're going to get, you know, caught up away right in this time of where things are actually going to get bad because tell that to the church in China, tell that to people. To the church in the Middle East. Tell that to every disciple and Jesus himself, Stephen and Paul and Peter and every person that we look up to, they died for their faith. And I'm not saying that we are going to die, but we have to have the mindset that we are, are that to die is gain because yeah. we know what the reward in heaven that we have in the first place. Yeah. Man, yeah. we went yeah. into preaching. I want to just, just end it there. Jesus in Matthew 24, he says, all those who endure until the end will be Come saved. On. That's that's the spirit that we need to have. We need to have the spirit of endurance and perseverance. And that's that's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And so the church today has her eyes up like this all the time. And God is like, I need you to endure. Come I'm on. coming back. I'm coming back for you, but I need you to endure. And that's the spirit that we need to have right now, to endure. And to endure is power because he promised that he'll pour his spirit out. And so this whole idea of, well, I'm going to be good. No, no, no. I want to see what he's going to do. I want to be right here. Yes. I want to be I've, right here when that power gets poured out. Dude, I love it. Kevin, do you mind? I've never done this before. Do you mind praying us out? Absolutely. Like, let's end this thing with a prayer. Seriously, like I, I want to encourage every person that's listening. Like one, if you have not spent time, five minutes with God in the last couple of weeks, months or whatever, I'm telling you, there is a blessing in the foolish things that men call. It, yeah. There is a blessing in it. And it's in that secret place where you really find that inner strength to really press on and speak truth in the time where there's confrontation and you might feel that you need to be quiet. But no, this is where you find that place. And so, mm-hmm. Kevin, Estra, end this with a prayer, man, and then we'll call this. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, we just we want to lift up the name of your son, Jesus, and we just want to say thank you. We thank you for this time that we were together that We also thank you for the ears that will hear this. We pray that you may give them courage, that you may give them great boldness. Lord, we we know the times that we are living in are dark. We know that it's short. 
We know, Lord, the, the pressure. We know the, the time of the hour. We know how things feel. We know what we're seeing on TV. We know what we're hearing from our family members, Lord. We understand the, the seasons. We understand the call. But, Lord, I want to just lift up all those, Lord, who are worried, who are filled with fear, who are filled with yes. anxiety listening to this, Lord. And I just pray that you may remind them, Lord, that your perfect love casts out all fear and that you have called us for such a time as this. There are Esther's, Lord, listening right now. There are Daniel's, Lord, listening right now, Lord, under the sound of our voice as we are speaking and asking of you to fill us all with your great courage. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and remind yes. us Lord, that you have called us for such a time as this. Remind us, Lord, of what your word says in Isaiah 6. He said, great darkness will cover the land. Great darkness over my people but arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the lord is risen upon you remind us lord that yes we will see dark things happen we will see dark days but lord you've called us to be the light of the world yes. and lord darkness has no place when your light shines darkness must dispel darkness must disperse it must be completely eradicated when light shines and so lord we just want to thank you for the power for the, the, the presence that you've given to us of yourself during this time where, where things feel overwhelming, where anxiety for some people are all time high, where friends and families have walked away. Lord, may your presence be the power and the strength that not only that we need, but Lord, that will encourage us to stand and fight the good fight of faith and endure until the end. We just thank you, Lord, for this time. May you bless Jordan, everything that he does. May you bless the listeners and all of us, Lord, who are here on, on time, Lord, understanding the seasons that we are living in, but also understanding, Lord, that greater is he who is in us and he who is in the yes. world who got us in this time. So we just want to lift your name up on high. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.